0: Hang in there friends Take a deep breath Don't freak out You'll see what this is in a second Breathe There's one It's coming Is your heart pounding? What is this? Deep breath. There's a message here. Write it out. Stay calm. He's talking about life. Life imitating art. Art imitating life. That is what you are involved in right now. As you are listening to this 27th episode of the East West Marine Podcast. Here we go. The of my bed Queen Rihanna along with the voices inside
1: of my head. You try to save me, stop holding your breath. And you think I'm crazy, yeah, You think I'm crazy crazy, I
2: fame, but not- Cover a news week. Oh, well, guess beggars can't be choosy. Wanted to receive attention from my music. Wanted to be left alone the public. Excuse me. Wanting my cake and eat it.
0: Too. Who doesn't they
2: want their cake and eat
0: it? He goes I wanted
2: to do speak the Bruce Lee of Loose Lee abused Ink. Use it as a tool when I blew steam. The Ooh, sweet. scratchers what's normal anyways guys
0: everybody's got a tick what's normal though following someone else's idea of what or who you should be no if you're not hurting anyone else or yourself Fuck that noise. You and that's what it takes. It takes crazy to get anywhere outside of the circle and the cycle to which you were born into. To the cycle you are crazy to yourself, you're just being true. Be about that and watch yourself fly.
2: (laughs) <laughs> of a poet, but i know somebody once told me to seize the moment and don't squander it cuz you never know when it all could be over tomorrow, so i keep going sometimes i wonder where these thoughts come from <laughs> Yeah, front for the true you want is the one that lives in your mind the really yours got a lot of lately who think it's warmer than up down yonder and stumble on the Japan bonfire cuz i need a- Vincent is to intervene between me and this monster and save me from myself just and jump through
0: because of everything that I love
2: killing me and I can't conquer it. My OCP's talking me in the head, keep knocking. Nobody's home. I'm sleep talking. and am just relaying what the voice of my head saying. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just I'm with
0: Those voices in your head, it's just you. It's your gut. If your gut had a voice. Listen to that. Come on, guys. I never really listen to these guys and their lyrics and what they're talking about. These two, Eminem, Rihanna, these guys are geniuses. That's why they'll be remembered forever. Forever. Call me
2: crazy, but I had this vision. One day that I walk amongst you a regular, the stability. price of fame, feel, then Trump's get killed and I'm coming straight at MC's blood gets filled in. I'm taking back to the taste that I get on a trade track, give every kid who got played that pump the villain and shit to say back to the kids who played him. I ain't here to say the fucking children, but a one kid out of a hundred million who are going through a struggle feels that it and relates that's
0: great. It's Elton back. John so saved his life
2: back in the trap. Turn nothing into something still can make that straw in the gold chump I will spin. Brumple still skin and still skin. Maybe I need a straight tacky face tag because I am nuts for real Alright, what's up everybody?
0: Welcome. You are back at the East West Grind Podcast. I am your host, Christine Silva, and I am honored. Honored to be here on this episode 27 of our show. Boom! How's everybody doing by the way? all right good on today's show guys we're gonna follow the yellow brick road on multiple topics topics that run the gamut we're gonna talk some mental health we got heather wells on deck somewhere down the show so grab your water your dc your Kofefe, i don't know but grab it and let's fucking go What's up, everybody? That was fun. Listen, we got a long-ass show for you today, so let's jump in. But first, before we get into today's show, let's give some love and respect to our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by Body & Soul Botanica. I am so excited to shout out the East-West Grind's very first sponsor at Body & Soul Botanica. Body & Soul features all-natural, plant-based products that are not only good, your body and soul. So can their bath products that they sell too. Trust me, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. But not only are the products at Body and Soul good for your body and soul, they smell good too. Makes you feel all mentholated and you can feel like the new red blood cells forming like a good long stretch in the morning. Just all that fresh goodness running through your body all, you know, stretching like that. I'm not playing. It is rejuvenating. This miracle sports cream changed my life, you guys. And listen, those that know me know that I don't put my name on or behind shit products. I don't do it. So don't come knocking. This is me being real with you guys body and soul miracle sports cream has made a positive impact on my life and in my healing process. And most of you guys know that I broke my ankle a few months back. And after the staples were were removed, I started to rub the body and soul miracle cream on my foot, my ankle around the area. And in five days, five days, my swelling was 90% gone. The blood was circulating through my leg and my ankle and my injured leg was back to the color of the good leg. You follow me? It's been elevated, but there's very little edema or swelling. And as I said last week, my doctor told me I was healing at a faster rate than some people he'd seen. Same injury, half my age. Half. Dinez and I were looking at each other like, What's the difference? What can it be? The only thing different that we added was the Miracle Sports Cream from Body and Soul Botanica. So if you're having aches and pains in your shoulder, your knees, your lower back, or you're just coming out of the house and getting active again in your community as COVID you know, starts to lighten up, whatever. I give you my word, my friends. Body and Soul Miracle Sports Cream and products can change your life. I know because I experienced it firsthand. This Miracle Sports Cream is hemp-based. It has 11 herbal extracts that go beyond CBD to actually you know, help your body heal itself from within, as Mother Nature intended. And check this out, guys. We have an exclusive deal for East-West Grind listeners. Go to www.BodySoulBotanica.com We'll have the link in the show notes. But enter promo code EASTWESTGRIND at the checkout and get 20% off your entire order. Take advantage of that 20%, you guys. I did. I ordered some for the Fan 5. We got some coming for Mama D and Lisa out there in South Kakalaki. We sent some to the General out there in Washington State. Everyone you know can benefit from this cream, you guys. This offer is exclusive to my loyal fans, guys. Take advantage of it. Don't let pain stop you from living your best life. Get this Miracle Sports Cream. Your body will thank you. And uh, it helps support this podcast so we can bring you, you know, straight shit talk every week. Once again, guys, use promo code EastWestGrind at BodysoulBotanica.com and get that 20% off your entire order. Thanks, guys. Bazinga! All right. I love that product. We got an email right out the gate, you guys. It's DM actually from Daryl DD547, whatever the numbers, I don't know. That's how you know, though. One, that it's a burner account or two, it's a bot. But Daryl says, I hope you get sued for using other people's music. That's it. That was the, the direct message. Check this out, Daryl. I know how these things work, okay? Trump got I don't know how many cease and desist letters from major, major global artists to stop using their music at his tailgate parties all over the country. He finally got approval from the village people. That's called irony. I don't even think he realizes it. Joke's on you, Trump. Anyways, Daryl, if I get a cease and desist letter from Eminem, trust me, I will cease and desist, and I will frame that letter with the expensive frames, okay? Thanks, Daryl. Damn! All right, rolling into the talk radio podcast, liars. We got Steve Kentucky Bourbon Bannon in the hopper again. I love talking about this guy because I just can't believe my fellow Americans, or anybody for that matter, take anything that this fool says as truth. Follow me in this vein real quick. Here's a clip from the January 13th, 2021 episode of the East West Grime Podcast, BRB. Okay, let's stay in the Steve Bannon uh, vein, and we'll talk about the war room with Stephen K. Bannon. He's on his show. They're talking about the the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party. And side note, back uh, when Bannon was arrested for the border wall scam by the FBI, August 20th, 2020, NBC News. Don't send it, friends. I don't believe. Don't send that email. I don't believe for one second NBC's reporting is fake. They report what's happening. And nor does anyone else with brain cells in their head, respectfully, believe that NBC is fake. Come on, man. You guys want us to turn on our local and national channels because a bunch of drug addicts and drunks and liars say so? I don't even believe a word that comes out of my own mouth when I've had a couple of shots of bookers. Be reasonable. So, okay, August 20th, 2020, NBC. Who is, and I don't know if I'm saying this right, but who is Goy wingyi the Chinese billionaire who owns the boat Steve Bannon was arrested on? That's the heading. That happened. I thought you had a beef with the CCP, Mr. Bannon. Why are you partying on their multi-million dollar yachts? Okay, so let's recap. Steve Bannon, back then and now, on his recent episodes, is asking his listeners, the National Enquirer readers of America, and listen, as I've said in past episodes of this podcast, my aunt used to buy all those grocery store magazines in the 80s, the National Choir, the Globe, the Star, the Sun, all that shit, that's not news. The New York Post, that's not news. That's tabloids. Gossip. Steve Bannon is the podcast version of all those shitty magazines. That's just fact. Steve Bannon brings nothing but conspiracies to the table. And if you're listening to him, following his direction, believing his shit, you're the target. And you're making Steve Bannon a very rich man to eat his shit. He's a criminal. Hello? He was going to trial and probably to prison for stealing a million plus dollars from the GoFundMe border wall fund. And a day before uh, Trump left office, Bannon got pardoned. Two con men, one goal get as much money from the American people to live their billion dollar lifestyle. Sorry, not sorry that is fact. How many American people trusted and followed Steve Bannon's direction back in November, December, into January, and showed up at the January 6th insurrection for their Spartacus moment and are now dealing with the costly legal ramifications for having believed Bannon's lies? This is all fact. And I'm sorry if you are still listening to Steve Bannon and anyone on his show, Boris Epstein, Raheem Kassan, Peter Navarro, and you're making excuses to stay in their vortex of conspiracies, you deserve every every bit of it. Send them all your money. I don't care. But the rest of us don't want to live in that crazy, or you're crazy, nor should we have to. But I'm curious why you stick with this man. Drop us a line at info at eastwestgrind.com because like I said, I'm fascinated at what keeps folks in like the Bannon vortex or, the, or, or on his airwaves. He's a blatant liar. I don't have liars in my day-to-day life to blow smoke up my ass. I'm certainly not going to get my news or political information from a known criminal and liar. Why do you accept this, friends? It's like Stockholm syndrome. All right, back to the war room pandemic with uh, Bannon. Bannon is adamant adamant about having a problem with, with or stopping the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, right? He's always about that. The music as he shifts into breaks on his podcast is this. Short break. We're going to Michigan next. Matt DiPerno is in the war room. Back in a moment. So Steve Bannon's all about saving the the people in China from their government. From what you can hear, right? What we can all hear, or so we'd have you believe. But if you remember, this is also in that January 13th episode of the East West Grind podcast. But Steve Bannon, when he was arrested for that border wall scam, he was on the multi million dollar yacht of Chinese businessman Goi Wangyi. I hope that's uh, pronounced right. My bad if it's not. But Goi Wangyi is connected to Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping is equivalent to the president here in America, but in China. You guys with me? Okay, good. Goi Wengi, Xi Jinping, and Steve Bannon, former advisor to the former president of the United States, Donald Trump, all these guys are homies for years. Now, today, May 17th, Washington Post. As always, I'll put the, the article in the show notes, but here's the headline. Chinese businessman with links to Steve Bannon is driving force behind a sprawling disinformation campaign involving the QAnon and conspiracies about the Democratic Party. Who is this uh, Chinese businessman, you ask? Goey Wangi. Again, I apologize if I'm not saying his name right. Read the article, though. And if you're still having trouble drawing the connection between these four con men, Bannon, Xi... Wingy and trump i'm sorry but all i got for you is this clip that i've played many a times in the past this is all i got for you
3: four
4: wheels sevens across three fifteen thousand dollar jackpots do you have any idea what the odds are shoot it's got to be in the millions maybe more three fucking jackpots in 20 minutes why didn't you pull the machines? Why didn't you call me? Well, it happened so quick. Three guys won. I didn't have a chance to call oh, you. You see the scam? You didn't see what was going on? Well, there's no way to determine that, Yes, son. there is. An infallible way. They won. Well, it's a casino. People got to win sometimes. Hey. Ward, You're pissing me off. Now you're insulting my intelligence. What do you think, I'm a fucking idiot? You know goddamn well somebody had to get into those machines and set those fucking reels. The probability on one four-wheel machine is a million and a half to one. On three machines in a row, it's in the billions. It cannot happen. Would not happen. You fucking momo, what's the matter with you? Didn't you see you being set up on the second win? I really you, think you Wait, you're... you didn't see that you were being set up on the second win? I really think you're overreacting. Listen, this you fucking yokel, I had it with you. I've been carrying your ass in this place ever since I got it. Get your ass and get your things and get out of here. You're firing me? I'm firing you. No, I'm not firing. I'm firing you. You might regret this, Mr. Rothstein. I'll regret it even more if I keep you on. This is not the way to treat people. Listen, if you didn't know you'd be a scam, you're too fucking dumb to keep this job. If you didn't know you were in on it, either
2: way, you're out. Get out. Go on. Let's go.
0: All right. Next in the hopper, and I just read this today and it pissed me off. Hawaii. Senator Mazie Hirono. I love you, by the way. Out there in Hawaii. I'm going to send this to your handlers, too, because this is some bullshit, Senator, respectfully. And listen, my goal in life is to live in Hawaii in the near future. So this has nothing to do with the island itself. This is about greed. This is capitalism unhinged. And capitalism done right works great. Look at the tech industry. Their workforce, nor their vendors, have to work two and three jobs just to get by. They take care of their people first in the tech industry. And when you take care of your people, they take care of your business. Equals sales, hello. But if you're planning to visit Hawaii in July, for example, and you're like, you know, getting ready to rent a car, you know, for those 10 days. Because if you go to Hawaii, it's not for the weekend. It's like 10 days, two weeks. But rental cars are almost $400 a day. $400. Could you imagine paying $400 a day to rent a car on vacation? Where's the everyday Joe getting that extra money from working class people like myself? Where do we get that money from? Listen, when the fan five and I are, you know, when we plan our Hawaiian vacation, it's like 12, 18 months in advance. We save for the condo, we rent for the airfare, car rentals two years ago were like 60 bucks a day. And we got a Mustang. Now after COVID, when people are so happy to get out of the house and start to go on vacation and they want to go to paradise in Hawaii, this is the thanks they get for choosing to bring their family to Hawaii? $400 a day to rent a car? That's not right. And if Hawaii is trying to ramp up their tourism as we come out of covid, this is eliminating the working class American because like I said, we save up for trips like this. Having to come up with an extra 2,000 or 2,500 bucks to rent a car That shit sends me to Arizona on vacation. But I got an idea, you guys. A way to stick it to these fat cat car rental companies. Just like the everyday gamer is sticking it to GameStop and the AMC hedge funds. So look at Craigslist or the local papers in the islands where you'll be visiting. Look for someone selling a bucket. That'll just get you and your family around the island, you know, while you're visiting A to B, B to C, whatever. Eight hundred, you can get it for like eight hundred or twelve hundred bucks, whatever. Meet those fools respectfully at the airport to exchange the money for the vehicle, and bing, bang, boom, there's your car rental for two weeks. Then repost that shit for sale for the same amount for the next family flying in, on the day that you leave, and boom, everything correlates. And if that's too much of a hassle. Just give the car to a beach bum you see chilling in a hammock. His name will probably be Kunu. How
5: long have you lived out here? Man, I don't know. I quit wearing a watch when I moved out here. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah. No, like, my cell phone has a clock on it, so I don't really need it. Right, so it's basically the same thing. How old are you? I don't really
2: believe in age or numbers. You know, I don't... I mean, if you had to put a number on it, I guess
5: i would be... Forty? Fuck.
6: Thanks for taking me out here. Uh, This is the first time I've felt good in three weeks or so.
2: You need to get back on that board is what you need to do. Yeah? Hey, here's the deal. When life gives you lemons, just say fuck the
5: lemons and fail. Yeah, no, you said it, totally. You gotta just pull yourself up by your wetsuit, get back on that board. Hey, look, man, if you're attacked by a shark, are you gonna give up surfing?
6: Probably, yeah.
5: Let's go in, all right? Taco...
0: All right, let's get into some dumb shit. Listen to Marjorie Taylor Greene. This is Big Marge in 2019 before she got elected to the United States Congress. Listen to all of it.
3: You want to talk to Crazy Ocasio? You come
2: to this little thing and you open it up and you whisper confession into her. This is confession.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is Ocasio-Confession right there. What's-
1: Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, I'm an American citizen. I pay your salary through the reborn. taxes that you collect from me through the IRS because I'm a tax-paying citizen of the United States. A I'm a woman, I'm a female business owner, and I'm proud to be an American woman. And I do not support your socialist policies, and I do not support your murderous abortion policies. As a mother of three children, I'm appalled at New York's law for abortion, and it needs to end and it needs to stop now. You're bringing God's judgment on our country, and I'm against it as well as my friends. So you need to stop being a baby and stop locking your door and come out and face the American citizens that you serve. If you want to be a big girl, you need to get rid of your diaper and come out and be able to talk to the American citizens instead of us having to use a flap, a little flap.
6: It's kind of like her, she's kind of flappy. She's like, she keeps flapping her gums. It's oh, like, this flappy, is, flappy. Yeah. Okay, well, will uh, each this, one this,
3: them, is this, is this is
6: like child games. This
3: is, this oh, is no child session session. Anybody home? <laughs> Hello there. Hello, hashtag, where's AOC? <laughs> I hear you in there.
6: <laughs> this is creepy. It's,
2: it's
3: hide is and
6: seek.
3: This, this, is, this is, huh?
2: Hide and seek. It's hide and seek. Tag, you're it. Guess what? You can't stay in there forever. Can you come out and play? <laughs> <laughs> <Let's go. laughs>
3: All right, so we were, I guess she got the message before we came here. Because if you want uh, to come uh, yeah. to uh, visit the socialist, communist, <laughs> You're a very good artist. Uh, I'm, I'm just trying to decorate, you know? This is her book, uh, where, we uh, this this is her book where we sign in. Is this her is her signing book office office and, room, and you you I'm you just know signing it. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Should we draw a wall? Should we draw a wall? Yeah, let's yeah. Draw a wall. Where's it? Is there another pen? We really want to draw a wall. So let's draw what a wall looks like, everybody. This is a
0: wall. Georgia, sweet Georgia. You guys are on my mind. But this is your crazy right here. Marjorie Taylor Greene represents the entire state of Georgia because she's connected to Georgia. And it makes you all look crazy. And I'm sorry. But if this were Governor Gavin Newsom, Gavin with the good hair to quote Mr. Dingo, but if it were Gavin Newsom running around in the Senate on his knees with a camera crew in front of Senator Ted Cruz's office or Marco Rubio behaving the same way you just heard Marjorie Taylor Greene behaving. And I'll put that clip in the show notes so you can watch with your own eyes what I'm talking about. And I'm... When I'm writing this shit, I am laughing my ass off, guys. Why? Because this shit right here, if it were Gavin Newsom chasing around little Marco, like some teenage girl stalking her ex-man, because that's how Big Marge looks, exactly how she looks. The country and the world would be looking at California and Californians like, look at those crazy liberals. And as Tony Soprano has said, don't try to deny it. Georgia, you guys gotta have a come-to-Jesus moment with your state. Look around at each other like, look how we look. You'd expect it from any blue state, or red state for that matter. But any state where a politician behaves crazy like that at the United States government offices, and now is a congresswoman? What's going on, Georgia? What's in the water over there? What's going on, Georgia? Georgia, why do we want... Adult women who behave like mean girls from junior high school or high school in our government elected seats. How do you justify this crazy behavior? Come on, you guys. Fair is fair. Any parents out there listening? Would you let this adult woman in her mid forties? Would you let this chick watch your kids? I wouldn't let her watch my cats, man. Hell no. And you wouldn't either. Don't lie. What is she doing in Congress? Again, I ask my neighbors in Georgia, what's up, neighbors? What is she doing? We can't have people like this representing the United States of America. That's a bad look for all of us collectively as a country and on a global stage. I'm just asking you to think, my friends. That's all. In more dumb shit, Governor Cuomo in New York, he wrote some book about the pandemic he's making a large amount of money from And everyone's having kittens. He's given a third to charity, and he's putting the rest in a trust for his daughters. But the book is about how he and Newsom, I hope he includes Newsom in this book, because I was paying attention to the soap opera every day throughout this entire pandemic. But if you remember, in the beginning of the pandemic, then President Trump was like this.
6: Now, the virus that we're talking about having to do, you know, a lot of people think that goes away in April with the heat as the heat comes in. Uh, typically, that will go away in April. I've spoken to uh, President Xi. They're getting it more and more under control. So uh, I think that's a problem that's going to go away. But When you have 15 people, and the 15 within a couple of days is going to be down to close to zero, uh, that's a pretty good job we've done. It's going to disappear. One day it's like a miracle. It will disappear. Yes. And from our shores, we've, you know, it could get worse before it gets better. It could maybe go away. We'll see what happens. You have to be calm. It'll go away. It will go away. Just stay calm. It will go away. We need a little separation until such time as this goes away. It's going to go away. It's going to go away. It will go away. You know it. You know it is going away. And it will go away, and we're going to have a great victory. It's going to go away, hopefully, at the end of the month, and if not, it hopefully will be soon after that. But it,
5: it, hasn't, so it is thinking going on
6: this. It is going away. I, I didn't say I said it's going away, and it, it is going, going away. You were saying things like, "I think it's a problem that's going to go away with the of can, uh, days. It, go, it will go away. And I think what happens is it's going to go away. This is going to go away. It's going to go. Uh, it's going to leave. It's going to be gone. It's going to be eradicated, uh, and. Uh, It might take longer. It might be in smaller sections. It'll be, it won't be what we had.
0: That was the beginning of the pandemic. And since there was no leadership collectively for the states, Trump was just like, do whatever. Let's have rallies. Let's go golfing. So Governor Como and Governor Newsom, and sidebar real quick, these are two governors from two of the most populated states in the country, Como and Newsom, New York and California, they took charge and held daily news conferences about what was happening, what they were doing in those largely populated states to protect us so that the smaller populated states could run with it if they wanted to run with their plans. This was all in an effort to protect the American people. Some governors ran with it, some didn't. And quick side note, quick, quick side note into the sidebar, and then we'll get back to the side note. Actually, we'll just get back to whatever I was talking about. We are at Cuomo and Newsom. Don't forget that. That's where we're at. Cuomo Newsom. Cuomo Newsom. Side note. So Governor Dan Patrick of Texas. Texas.
6: Texas. Texas. Hello, Texas sure is good to
0: see you again hello Texas sure is good to see me a friend well, now we've in New York City. that was Mickey Gilley and back to Dan Patrick of Texas but Dan Patrick was like this this was in uh, April of 2020
5: so very early on in this crisis, we welcome Lieutenant Governor of Texas Dan Patrick onto this program. He took a very different point of view from that of a lot of politicians at the time. It seemed brave, agree or not, but he was savagely criticized for that. He was said that he was willing to assume some risk. He didn't want to die, but he, obviously, but he was willing to assume some risk to himself as a man I was 70 for the sake of his children and grandchildren. Here's part of it.
4: I'm going to do everything I can to live. But, you know, I, uh, if you said, are you willing to take a chance? Um, and, you know, and if I get sick, I'll go and try to get better. But if I don't, I don't. And, I, and I'm not trying to think in any kind of morbid way, Tucker. But I'm just right. saying that, that um, we've got a choice here. And, and we're going to be in a total collapse, recession, depression, collapse in our society. If this goes on another several months, there won't be any jobs to come back to for many people.
5: Well, it's been about a month since that moment, right. and we wanted to check in again with Lieutenant Governor Patrick, who joins us tonight. Lieutenant Governor, thanks so much for coming on. So sure. you were um, pretty clear in what you thought might happen in our conversation a month ago. You said if this, if they don't pull us back a little bit, you're going to see a lot of people out of work and you're going to see the economy crush. Do you think you've been vindicated?
4: Uh, well, i I'm sorry that I'm vindicated. I wish it hadn't happened, Tucker, but I'm a small business guy and I've been around the block long enough to see what was going to happen. When you start shutting down society and people start losing their paychecks and businesses can't open and governments aren't getting revenues and go on and on and on and on. So I'm sorry to say that um, I was right on this and and I'm thankful that we are now. Tucker, finally beginning to open up Texas and other states because it's been long overdue. You know, they told us, Tucker, to follow the science. Well, what science? I mean, at the end of January, Dr. Fauci, who I have great respect for, said this wasn't a big issue. Three weeks later, we were going to lose two million people. Another few weeks later, it was one to 200,000. Now it's under 60,000. And we've had the wrong numbers, the wrong science. And I don't blame them but let's face reality of where we are. In Texas, we have 29 million people. We've lost 495 and every life is valuable. but 500 people out of 29 million, and we're locked down, and we're crushing the, the average worker. We're crushing small business, we're crushing the markets, We're crushing this country. And what I said when I was with you that night, there are more important things than living. And that's saving this country, for my children and my grandchildren and saving this country for all of us. And I don't want to die. Nobody wants to die. But man, we got to we got to take some risk and get back in the game and get this country back up and running.
0: So Dan Patrick's like, hey, let's let all us old people take the chance of dying for the country. Who does this guy think he is? What gave Dan Patrick a radio DJ before he got elected? Same shit as this right here. Welcome to the East-West Grind Podcast. I am your trusted host, Christine Silva. Same shit, but what gave him the right to make decisions for all our uh, seniors across the country? Most people in their 70s, 80s, 90s are veterans because you were drafted in those days. Dan Patrick was an exception to the rule, though. For whatever reason, maybe he had bone spurs like Trump. I don't know. But while those two skipped the draft. Back in uh, with Vietnam, the rest of the Gen X generation, their parents and their grandparents, they had to go. And Dan Patrick wants to put the baby boomers, the veterans, out front again because they already did it once. You want to put them out there again? What's
2: wrong with you? you, you <laughs> I see, think they, it's important. I, no.
0: There were choices in my generation. You could choose or not choose to enter the military. That probably... That probably created an enrollment decline in the 70s and 80s after the draft was done. Now that I think about it, shit, another side note, we're at Dan Patrick, Texas governor. Hang on to that real quick too. So we're holding on to Como and Patrick. You guys are on quite the ride with me. Anyways, I don't know any of the guys from my neighborhood or high school that went into the military, but all my uncles and my grandfather... They had no choice. Then 9-11 hit, and Americans flocked to the military to defend our country. I was alive for that, my friends. I remember. We came together. Now look at us. 2001 was 9-11. Think back in your memory to when shit got sideways. Who was the president on 9-11? That was George W., the little guy. Our country was united after that. After that came Obama. Nothing really jumped off when he was president. And in fact, he and the military got Osama bin Laden for 9/11. But what was going on in the Rush Limbaugh, Donald Trump, Fox conservative opinion, not news circles, not news. Real news though is uh there's a there's a three-car pileup on 880 north. Take the back roads. That's fact, right? Truth. You hear it on 98.1 Kiss FM on your way home from work. They get it from the local news. And then the local radio is relaying it, relaying the message, to the Bay Area residents driving home. Follow me? Okay, good. So that's news, agreed? Pile up on eight eighty, you take Mission Boulevard, whatever. Okay, let's move on. In the quiet, no drama Obama administration, there was a rumor created and circling in the conservative news, air quotes, bubble, but it was created by someone and then pushed for several years by Trump to the Rush and the Fox and the church people that Obama wasn't born here. And Americans bought it. Not all of us. I didn't. I wasn't. I'm not that crazy. But we believed that there was a possibility that Obama was some secret Muslim taking over America. As if we don't have background checks your fucking job does background checks on you. You don't think the president of the United States isn't looked at since birth? Come on, man. Anyways, so that was the birth movement that turned out to be nada. But people, people did, didn't just accept it. The long form birth certificate from Hawaii on Obama. It was fake. It was fake. They said the birth certificate, it's fake. And that birth certificate... That the FBI and the CIA and the Department of Justice, you know, they all missed it. They all missed it. But it didn't get (music) passed. Donald Trump. Come on. Donald Trump was a fake, my dear. He never produced proof that his investigators or investigation, that they were finding anything on Obama in Hawaii. Because he never sent anyone to Hawaii. Because he's broke. Because he made it all up It was a conspiracy Hawaii is where I need to live, by the way I need a pool, a sauna, a hot tub That's Steph Curry game right there But check this out right here, my friends Check this out
6: President Barack Obama Was born in the United States Period are you a birther wow, donald okay. let, me, let me just tell you i was a really good student at the best school i'm mean, like a smart guy okay they make these birthers into the worst idiots. why doesn't he show his birth certificate three weeks ago when i started i thought he was probably born in this country and now i really have a much bigger doubt than i did before well, he doesn't have a birth certificate or he hasn't shown it he has what's called a certificate of live birth a certificate of live birth is not even signed by anybody
0: All right, guys, before we move into the next segment, love and respect to today's sponsors over at Body and Soul Botanica. That's www.BodySoulBotanica.com. Their Miracle Sports Cream hasn't just helped in the healing process with my ankle. I use it on my shoulders and on my knee, my lower back. It's amazing. So to all my working class listeners out there, the retail workers, the service industry workers, the mechanics, the utility workers, the truckers, and I come from a long, long line of truck drivers, from my grandfather to my father, my brothers, my nephews, I know the beat down all those industries do to one's body throughout the day and over the years. Climbing up the pg and poles, getting under the hoods of those cars and trucks, hauling those trailers cross country to make sure Americans have everything they need to survive. I know what that does to your body. I spent 30 years running around on concrete, hustling to make ends meet too. And as you age, those aches and pains creep up seemingly like overnight, but check this out. You don't have to sit in the pain and discomfort anymore. Give the body and soul miracle sports cream a try. It's a mixture of 11 all natural herbs, including CBD. CBD is the non psychoactive ingredient derived from hemp or Delta 9 THC, tetrahydrocannabinol, followed by a heavy, heavy dash of straight up love to help take whatever is ailing you away. Don't forget to tell them, guys, that Christine from the East West Grind sent you by entering promo code East West Grind for 20% off. Again, www.BodySoulBotanica.com and promo code EastWestGrind. I'd never send you guys on a wild goose chase. You know that about me. Give this Miracle Sports Cream a try and let me know how it works out for you at info at EastWestGrind.com. Peace out, y'all. Okay, we're back. Physical therapy went great. Agnes was shocked, shocked at how well my ankle's doing. That's that body and soul miracle sports cream, you guys. I kid you not. Get that shit. It works. But okay, we're going to go back to Dan Patrick now, governor of the great state of Texas. The governor that said, let the old people take the risk. Let the old people take the risk. Let that sit in. Your family members didn't mean shit to him. Your grandparents, your parents, anybody who's sick in your family, let us take the risk. And as of this recording of the East-West Growing Podcast, Texas has about 51,105 COVID deaths. California COVID deaths are 62,679. That's a difference of approximately 10,000 deaths from COVID. And for those that are like, oh my God, California has 10,000 more deaths than Texas. You guys suck. If we had the same population, Or amount of people in the state of, you know, Texas and California, if they were, you know, the same, I'd say, yeah, Gavin Newsom, you suck. But we don't have the same amount of people living in those two states. Texas has 29 million residents. California has almost 40 million residents. 29 million in Texas, 40 million in California. Dan Patrick, California has, follow my math, ma'am. California has almost 11 million, million, million more people in our state than you do, and we lost approximately 10,000 more people than you did over the past year? Why did the state of Texas at 29 million lose only 10,000 less than a state that carries 40 million because of the recklessness of, let's keep things going. If we get it, we'll take our chances. That's how the Texas governor and uh, the senators were. That's what they were all about. All the politicians are. Texas lost about 25,000 more people than they needed to lose. Had they followed the lead of Como and Newsom, those deaths probably could have been prevented. Texas, this is on Ted Cruz and Dan Patrick and any other politician that said, nah, let's just see what happens How many of those 25,000 Texans that died over the past year were seniors? How much in SSI and healthcare are now not being issued to those dead seniors? Do you guys see what I mean? You follow me? All right, back from a side note, back into Como and Newsom from like 25 minutes ago. I made uh, several videos on Facebook recapping their moves throughout the last year, uh, especially in the beginning. I ain't going to play any of those for you. I can't watch myself back then. You know, it's the beginning. It'd be like Jim Carrey looking at his audition tapes. I'm sure he's like, oh, shit. Not that I'm Jim Carrey, not yet. But you get what I'm saying, right? So anyways, back from sidebar, those two governors, Cuomo and Newsom, led the country while our president was out to lunch, man. You can also use the Google... To pull up their daily news, uh, you know, their their press briefings from that time. It's archived in history, man. You can't change it. So, Como writes this book. He's catching hell for it, too. And rightfully so, if the charges being made against him, and I think they are, I think, using taxpayer funds with this book, and a big one, like falsifying nursing home deaths, those totals. I mean, that's that's a like a federal investigation into that shit right now. And if that investigation turns out to be true, throw whatever book he has coming at him right at his fucking dome. Boom.
6: Oh, Reggie. Here you go, Jazz. Thank you, Reggie. Yeah.
0: (laughs) All right, let's get into this interview with Heather Wells. Mental illness is real. It's been intensified this past year, you know, with COVID and everyone being locked up and in their homes. And Heather Wells is out there in the world trying to make a difference in the lives of the elderly and those with addiction and mental health issues. Heather is a superstar. So let's get into that real quick.
2: There comes a time when we heed
3: a certain call, when the world. Must come
0: All right, guys, welcome back. We got that interview with Heather Wells. Heather is, Heather works for a nonprofit. Uh, she helps house homeless people or people with mental disabilities, other kinds of disabilities, the elderly. Heather works in that industry and has a lot to talk about in terms of what's going on. What, because for me, I see a lot of homeless people, a lot more. say 15 years ago, there's something going on. There's a problem in the system. And Heather is one of the frontline workers there. So we brought her in today. We want to find out what's going on. Heather, welcome to the East West Gride Podcast. Hey guys, thanks for having me today. I'm really excited. Excellent. Listen, tell tell us, uh, tell the listeners, well, what do you do? What exactly do you do in your nonprofit job?
1: Yeah. So um, I'm an assistant property manager, um, in affordable housing. And our goal and motto um, is to have everybody have an affordable home. So we have different properties um, that have different criterias and different subsidized housing. Love it. Um, so some is tax credit, where it's just based off of your taxes and what you make. And then others is a subsidized um, to help with vouchers and extra help. Right. My company, my building is 62 and up with, uh, or a disability. Got it. So we house, we work with abode services and we try and house people, um, and get them going. But sometimes there's challenges with that.
0: Tell me about some of those challenges that you're experiencing in your everyday job. So as a property manager, we still are
1: there to follow the rules. And a lot of these people that come from homeless um, struggle with rules. Got it. Um, and or, you know, they need that guidance to be told or reminded about things. And the disconnect between case managers and the landlords is like bad. It's like we always bump heads. And mm-hmm. um, What do
0: you think the disconnect is? Do you feel like, let me ask you this. Do you feel like the, the social workers that are involved understand what you guys are dealing with there in terms of the, the mental state of some people who may be coming off the streets and not know exactly how to live in a, in a, in a place where, um, there's now rules, you know, and, and you have to follow, but you're off the street. Is there enough support? To get these folks not only physically off the street, but mentally prepared to live in society again.
1: Yeah. So what I've noticed is that we can house people and that's great, but then it's the follow through in the aftermath because mm-hmm. you can have somebody who has been homeless for, you know, six, nine months, 10 years, but they're not used to following rules. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what we lack is the aftercare. Um, they need guidance and the caseworkers that we do have are having this abundance overload of extra people. So certain people fall through the cracks. Um, and I think we need more funding and more support um, in that area so we can be consistent
0: and help them with that. Do you feel like over the last couple of years, because for me, I've definitely seen a rise in homelessness, a rise in drug addiction, a rise in just unaffordable housing for people. Do you feel as though, uh, that, that rise contributes to the lack of care, the lack of people being able to help all these people at one time? Because, you know, if you, have, if you're a caseworker and you have say 30 people, yes, people are going to fall through the cracks. Uh, do you see stuff like that going on? What is your main concern and how do you think we can fix it?
1: I do see that as a big disconnect I think that there needs to be more nonprofits, um, more fundings for mental health and outreaches that help. Um, I believe Abode also is a nonprofit, so they get their stuff through other places, but it's, it's, we need to, promote it more. We need to speak about it. We need to rally up and just pull together to be able to help everybody because we can get them housed, but then it's the aftercare that the issue is. Mm-hmm. Um, either if it's overworked or underpaid um, or just not spreading the word about it.
0: Got it. Now, do you, when you're getting these folks off the street, which is Amazing, You know, I, I don't think that anybody should be on the street if they don't want to be. Some people choose to live that way, uh, that they want to live on the street. They can't handle real life. But when you've got somebody who's come off the street and into your circle, what are you finding is the, what? Are, what is the problem? Why are they there? What kind of conversations are you having and finding out about people being on the street? What is the main thing? Um, I think it's uh it's
1: really the aftercare, the constant help, because, you know, you have somebody, um, that will have a flare up. I call it like just a bad day and it's just spiral. But the next day she'll call me or say, I'm sorry for acting this way, but it's just that the help they need that the constant help, they need like actual
0: care. Mental health is a big problem. What is contributing to that? Are, are we talking, are we having people with drug issues? Um, what are you seeing out there? So I'll give an example.
1: There's this new for tenant that came in. Um, she struggles daily with just basic common things, but she does. She's trying to do her best. I could tell she's trying to do her best. Mm-hmm. It's not, I'm a assistant property manager. I don't have the knowledge fully or capacity to be able to really help her, but she needs that constant help, mm-hmm. but she only sees her caseworker every one to three months. So I'm there to help guide them and be patient and be accommodating. And I think we need to have more people in our community and inside the building to help with that. There needs to be like a full caseworker inside the unit every day or inside the building to be able to address it. If Susie's flaring up, like I'm not trained enough to deal with that. I'm what I know is from own personal experiences or what I've learned to try and understand them. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of like they, we put them here, but now it's that, but there can't be just that there has to be more steps. And I don't know if it's money or if it's lack
0: of people. So you're saying that we're getting, you're getting folks directly off the street, right? Getting them housed. Uh, The social workers are helping get them placed. They're bringing those folks to you. And then they're out of the picture for one to three months after being h- housed.
1: Right. So it's, and I don't know, cause I'm not in it, but I don't know if the disconnect is because these social workers are overworked or, you know, that's just how it is, mm-hmm. you know, but I do see some of these people that do really want to change and really want to follow the rules and they struggle with it, you know, but they are trying to do good. They just need somebody there to constantly push
0: them. How do you handle that when you have a client or a, somebody there that you've housed, and you know their social worker not there to deal with them when they have these as you call them flare ups? How do you personally deal with that and how do you ha- how do you how do you help them come down from that place?
1: I just try and validate them because at the end of the day, all they want to be is heard mm. um, I just listen to them, I have compassion. Um, I try and let them know that I'm here to help them and we just got to follow the rules and I keep my composure because that's who I am. But some days are mentally draining because it's like, damn, like it's hard, Yeah, you know, cause I, everybody's going through something, Amen. you know, so it's like some days are tolling, but I still get up every day and I do enjoy
0: it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some days I just want to be like, <laughs> go crazy. Yeah, no, I hear you. Since you brought up like that, you love it. Tell me what. Tell me what about helping house the seniors or the people? That, tell me what about that is fulfilling for you?
1: Well, if you think like a norm, like normal, what is normal though? But like mm. a, a, an average person that can be able to self advocate. Um, seniors can't really self advocate for themselves at a certain certain time. Um, you know, it's still holding that integrity is doing the right thing when still nobody is looking. Yes. So. Mental illness, they need to be advocated for because just because they're wired differently doesn't mean they don't deserve the same option. So I feel like I am confident enough and I'm knowledgeable to be able to stand up for them and be like, this isn't right. This isn't, you know, how it should be, or can we look at it a different way? I just think that they need more help. They need a little bit more help.
0: That is, I'm just, Thank, that's we need me we need more people like you out there. Thank you. That is amazing. Uh, tell me about a time like when you've had to deal with someone who maybe, you know, there's their social workers not around and you're having to really take them off that ledge and it, it becomes strained and it becomes probably anxiety ridden for you. Like, what are you doing to really take control of the situation?
1: I really just keep telling myself that. It's not their fault, but they're going through more than I'm going through. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I can decipher my emotions and what is in reality and what is not. I know what reality is. And sometimes they don't, because even though it's minute to me, it's big to them. So I just make sure that I try and validate them and just hear them out and let them know that, you know, if I can't help them, then I'm going to send it over to somebody that can.
0: What's your part in getting them that, ex- that getting that person, that, that social worker out, what, what role do you play in maybe making those calls when that, when that person's not around or you're just like, okay, it's time to get somebody else involved. What do you do? Do you have to reach out to the County and, you know, call somebody? And if that's the case, um, do they come? Do, are they, are they there for you?
1: Yes. So we have like a chain of command and a rule of thumb. But as I'm getting acclimated and knowing my building and doing my walks and what I do, I have noticed some things. I noticed a resident um, that would typically go out and smoke. Um, he would have his caretaker, but I hadn't seen his caretaker for long. So I sparked up a conversation and come to find out the caretaker got fired. Um, and this was already two weeks and he needs care. Like he needs help. Uh, with cleaning and stuff because he's not that great at mobile. Uh-huh. Um, he said he had got it. He was under control. Um Two weeks later, I reached out to him and he still hadn't. So that's when I come in and I send an email um to the caseworker and to service coordinator letting them know, like, this is what I've noticed. Can we check in on him? You know, so that I pass it on and then I just take notes to do a follow-up with them to see how it goes. Uh, but we're struggling big time right now to find... Kate, um support service helpers to be able to help. Um, Because for whatever reason, it's, I don't know if it's COVID or it's just people are not in that industry right now, or we're
0: just so overwhelmed that we just don't have enough manpower. Yeah, that kind of goes hand in hand. I mean, there's been such an influx in homelessness over the past several years, and uh, maybe not such an increase in social workers that, you know, people coming up or coming out go into social services so but so that to me right there makes sense that there would be a disconnect uh influx of homelessness and not an influx in people in the social work industry yeah let me ask you this what's usually the time the the turnaround in terms of getting people out there to evaluate uh the 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 folks in the building
1: it depends on the case gotcha. um you know, it just depends on how I think overworked the caseworker is or how c- communicational that they are together. Um, because I've noticed that trying to communicate with somebody that is homeless, that is in a unit now is it's hard. Like they don't keep their phones a lot. Um, you know, they don't have real responsibilities, mm. um, being able to reply to a phone call or, Mm -hmm. you know, reply to an email. So it's, I feel like a lot of the time is that they're trying to hunt them down. Got it.
0: Well, listen, Heather, uh, I want to thank you for coming in today to talk to us here at the East West grind podcast. we got some valuable information and the reason, you know, I wanted to have a talk and discussion on this topic is because like I said, There is a lot of mental illness. There is a lot of homelessness. There is a lot of drug abuse, alcohol abuse. There's a lot of stuff going on that is putting people into bad situations and that affect their day-to-day lives. And, uh, it's so, uh... It's awesome to sit down with someone who's trying to be a game changer and a a day changer for the everyday person. So I want to thank you for coming in today and for giving us some information today.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: Awesome. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks again for coming on the show, Heather. I love, love, love what you're doing. Little B. All right, guys, before we get into our asshole of the week, let's remind all our listeners all over the globe, I might add, about Body and Soul Botanica. Folks, your Miracle Sports Cream has contributed to me being weeks ahead of schedule in the healing process with my ankle. I'm convinced of it. And I am so, so happy to have found this product. So don't forget, guys, when you go place your order over there at the website, enter promo code East, West grind for that 20% off. And with that 20% off, when you play shorter, I'd suggest trying their eye cream. I got that stuff too. It gives you that fresh, alive feeling, the scent of the eye cream I'm talking about. I mean, it's right there by your nose, under your eye. You can't miss it, but you just want to take those like super duper deep breaths and exercise those lungs with all that fresh goodness. Like how you feel in the morning with that first good, good stretch. Get that eye cream, my friends. You can check them out at www.BodySoulBotanica.com. Go check them out. It's been so great. It's reasonably priced. And remember though, you get what you pay for applies to everything. But not only is Body and Soul Botanica Miracle Sports Cream reasonably priced, it is good for your soul, man. And remember guys, Body and Soul Botanica Miracle Sports Cream has 11, 11 all natural herbs, including CBD. And all those combined, all those herbs combined, this sports cream goes beyond the power of just CBD. Give it a shot. One more time, guys. www.BodySoulBotanica.com. Promo code EASTWESTGRIND for that 20% off. Brah! All right, let's get into the asshole of the week. Again, no pun intended. Ricky Schroeder, come on down. Ricky Schroeder videotaped himself at Costco, I think yesterday or today, giving the frontline workers at Costco a hard time. Check this video out real quick. BRB.
3: My name is Jason. And who are you, what do you do here? I'm a supervisor, front end supervisor. And nearby. why aren't you letting me in? Because in the state of California, in the county of Los Angeles, and there has Costco. been no. And Costco, there has been no change to our mask policy. Been. Not in the state of California or in the county but of Didn't you of see Alaska. the news? You didn't see the news. Nationwide, na- nationwide Costco news. has said you don't wear, need to wear a mask. Actually, that's not accurate. What, what is accurate? So what is accurate is that Costco always, always goes above and beyond when following the law. And the mandate in California has not changed. There does seem to be the possibility that in June, by mid-June, that's a date that California I oh, know if is they allow at. us if they if they grant us that, our kings, the people in power, you're going to listen to these people? Well, I know they have destroyed our economy. Well, they're sir, destroying they're our evaluating. culture. They're destroying our state. I see. And you're just going to listen to their rules. Well, what we are going to do is simply follow the guidelines i'm getting my refund i'm getting my refund from costco i suggest everybody in california get their refund from costco give up your membership to costco until they remove this okay well this hasn't changed in any building uh in california in any company that i'm aware of the places i shop still fire masks but that's not the point the point is costco is simply abiding by the law and that's the law. There's my refund. You're the manager? I'm the manager. Okay, I'm suggesting everybody in California get a refund from Costco until this rule is lifted. Thank you.
0: Have a nice day. Thank you. So this this is an attempt to go viral, which worked, to try and revamp Ricky Schroeder's career. Cause uh, these days right here, they're uh, you know, they're over.
2: open to find we're two of a kind, make it a go, make it grow together. We're going to find our way, together, taking the time each day.
0: And side note before I get into this, and I'll put the article in the A show notes as usual. But this is May 2019 NBC News. Ricky scrotum arrested twice in one month for domestic violence in Southern California. He's an alleged wife-beater. Ricky Schroeder has no business in politics or in Hollywood. He's a bum. But I talked about this in earlier episodes of the East-West Grind. These old sitcom stars like Ricky Schroeder, Scott Bale... Antonio Sabata Jr., Kirstie Alley, they're all coming out out of forced retirement on social media, acting like assholes to try and jumpstart their career in politics, using their status from the 80s as like they've got something profound and political to say. I don't want fucking Chachi Arcola or Charles in charge as governor of the fifth largest economy in the world here in California. No. But Scott Bale is threatening on social media to run for office. Antonio Sabato Jr. ran for office and lost his ass because he didn't know what the hell he was doing. Maxine Waters cleaned Jagger from uh, General Hospital. She cleaned his clock. But back to this Costco Ricky Schroeder video that has like 6 million views on Twitter already. But it's him, it's Ricky Schroeder harassing a Costco worker. Like he's proud of it. The mask mandate comes down from the CEO of the company. The frontline workers are tasked with enforcing the mask mandate to dickheads like you, Ricky. If you got issues with the mask, you know, or the corporation or whatever, whatever, call uh, Costco customer care line at 1-800-774-2678. You can have your tantrum with somebody over there. Here's your refund.
5: You're fired. And in case your ears are fucked, get the fuck out.
0: We good, Rick? Good. Don't treat service industry workers like shit. What's wrong with you? With all grown-ass men and women. Just like you, Ricky. Scrotum, scrotum, Schroeder, whatever. I'm gonna keep my eye on you, you asshole. And when and if he makes his move into politics, I'm going to play all the warning signs and gotcha to him and his attempt at rebranding himself from child sitcom star to politician. Politics isn't a fucking game. It's not an act. People's lives are at stake. He's in California, though. He's got about as good a chance in California of winning any elected seat. As Miss Jenner does, as you know, for governor here. But I, like I said, guys, I'll keep my eye on them. All right, guys, thanks for spending your Wednesdays with us here at the East-West Grind Podcast. Do us a favor, friends. Subscribe. Share. Get your family and friends involved in the grind. Because, you know, we're all... We're in the grind. Together. Shout out to one of the East-West Grind's founding fans. Robin... Robin's heading back to Canada over the next few weeks. We love you, Robin. Safe travels. Give Justin Trudeau a big kiss from us in the United States. Thank him for posting up while we went through this domestic violence past presidency. Mad love, Canada. All right, guys, we are out. We will see you next week. And as always, I got your back. Peace.